welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast. Now, you guys loved our Masters pod, so we thought we'd bring back the golf specials for the remaining 2023 majors. Now, it's almost time for the PGA Championship. Second golf major begins on Thursday. It's going to be played at Oak Hill Country Club uh, in Rochester, New York. And there's a boosted prize pot of $25 million. That's nice, isn't it? 4.5 mil to the winner. Prestigious roll of honour. Everyone wants to win. Who's on the podcast panel? I hear you ask. Now we've got myself, Tom Collins. We're joined by golf tipster and maestro Brian Nicholson. And the office guys, Adam and Marios. Brian, we'll start with you. How much are you looking forward to the PGA? Uh, well, it's not as exciting as the Masters. Obviously, we're all mad about the Masters when it's the first it's the first major of the year and all that. But yeah, all the majors by far stand out as the most popular betting events. And you know, you'd be looking as soon as as soon as the Masters is over, I'm I'm already looking at the markets for the PGA and whatever. So I'm researching the course, and especially if it's a new course or whatever, there's a lot of research to be done. So yeah, getting all the prep done, and yeah, excited for the week. Now, office guys, I said in the Masters pod that the listeners could decide whether you two knew your bacon. Adam, you stepped up to the plate, I have to say, with John Rahm, putting him up as your number one selection, and the Spaniard won by four shots. Are you over that, or are you still living in the highs of John Rahm's success? Fair yes. play, Adam. Fair play. <laughs> fine. Yeah, I suppose still living in it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was phenomenal tournament. Don't forget Jordan Spieth, T4 as well, <laughs> there, TC. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely got more and more excited about the PGA as time's gone on. Um, I'm massively looking forward to the idea of, of the kind of finishing score probably being, you know, minus two, minus three. Yeah, yeah. I, I love tough conditions and yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, I definitely prefer competitions where it is minus one, minus two rather than 26 under and you're thinking, guys, just birdies. Because I watch it as a, a person who can't even play golf really and I'm thinking, how are these guys going around a 26 under? It's yeah. just completely demoralising. Uh, Marios, I've got a feeling the PJ is where you thrive. You're a man who loves a tough competition. And, you know, you are Martin Kamer's biggest fan. People out there might not know too much about you. That is a, a fact for them. Kamer's unfortunately not in the PGA this week. If he was, you would have a few loyalty quid on him, wouldn't you? I would have a couple of loyalty pounds on him. Um, but sadly, he withdrew on Friday um, as a former winner. Um, but this isn't about Kamer. Um, the PGA um, is a tough one. It would be a lot tougher than the and the Masters to win, obviously a larger field, um, weather conditions can be variable as well. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And in sort of the angle that I'm looking forward to the most is probably see how the, the top three in the market get on against each other in that battle to be the world number one. So Scheffler, Rahm and, and Rory is, is so, so interesting to see how they fare. Yeah, very much so. Now, before we get into looking at the market protagonists, take advantage of SBK's fantastic PGA Championship offer. SBK are offering money back up to... £10 as free bets if John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler or Rory McIlroy win this week. Remember, the best odds with golf is always with uh, SBK. Right, let's get into the action then. As I said, this tournament is being hosted at Oak Hill in New York. It's the fourth time that it's hosting the PGA. The other three renewals went the way of Jack Nicklaus in 1980, Sean McKeel, a name I haven't heard of in 2003, and the Duff man, Jason Duffner in 2013. Duff Brian, what is... <laughs> the Duff Meister, even better nickname than Duff Man. Um, what is your favourite angle when it comes to either the PGA in general or Oak Hill? Well, it's Oak Hill specifically because it's kind of a different setup to the usual kind of. If you look at like Quail Hollow and stuff like that, um, I'm kind of expecting a lot, uh, a lot, yeah, a low scoring week this week. So it was played in 2013, and there was only 21 guys finished under par. Um, Duffner was the only, the winner. Duffner was the, the Duffmeister was the only one to get to ten under. So I think Furyk was two behind on eight. But what not what's kind of noticeable about that leaderboard 
Um, it was very kind of strategically based play, and you know the shorter kind of accurate hit, more accurate hitters were on it, a lot of them. But it's changed now this year, so it's been plenty of restoration in the last few years. It's going to be it's going to be playing longer, wider. Um, some of the trees were cut down, but as you said, the different conditions as well in May as opposed to August, so it's probably going to be playing quite a bit longer, as well as 250 yards or so being added to it. So it's just under, it's playing par 70 this time, just under 7,400 yards. And it's like, um, so Donna Ross designs, a lot of his greens are really elevated, and this week they're surrounded by real sort of deep bunkers. So I think teeth to green play here and teeth to green proficiency is going to be key. So my angle is looking at the ball striking stats, which is um, GIR and total driving put together. So total driving and ball striking are the two real key key metrics that I'm looking at this week. And a lot of the names that I have picked out are, are all over the top of those kind of stats, you know. Yeah, we'll definitely come to Brian's best bets later in the pod. Make sure you stick around for those. But before we get to them, let's ask the same question to the office guys. Adam. You can go first. What's your favourite angle or trend when it comes to Oak Hill or the PGA? Yeah, Brian mentioned Corsetta a bit there. I suppose the thing that I always really look at here is that whilst this week is going to be super long, Corsetta for this tournament kind of carries on kind of fairly consistently year to year um, to the point where I think nine of the last 10 winners have previously finished sort of top 20 or, or higher at a US PGA. So, I mean, that's definitely one one trend to be to be looking at. I also quite like to look at, at, at players that certainly have been playing incredibly well and have got good recent form going into sort of any major, as well as the fact that for me, really, they probably need to be at the, the top end of the, the, the world golf rankings. For sure. Uh, some more interesting angles there. And Marios, what, what about for yourself? Uh, I think for myself, um, the main thing is the length. I think this course is extremely long, both the par fives, there's only two of them are over 600 yards. Um, so that'll be tough to reach um, into for a lot of the guys, if any of the guys. Um, there is, there are reports that that it's very similar to set up to Wingfoot, which was a bit of a bomb and gouge. Um, so, so someone that can get it up there and then have the strength to, to dig it out and, and get it close. Um, and with it being so long, I think the short game and the scrambling will also be a big factor. Yeah. So anyone with a really good sort of short game um, will do really well, I think. For sure, I'm talking about a good short game. Let's get on to the three market protagonists. Now, once again, we're looking at the elite three. Scotty Scheffler, fresh off the back of a fifth place performance in the AT&T, Byron Nelson tops the market around 8-1 to with SDK at the time of filming. His best performance in the PGA is tied fourth, which he achieved back in 2020. Brian, will Scotty win his second major this week? Uh, he's definitely one of my two favourites anyway. So again, all those, in all those key metric departments that I was looking at, it's actually Rory that doesn't really feature at all. He's like 13th in strokes gained approach, and that's about the only one he's standing out in, just in recent stats, you know, over the last couple of months or whatever. So Scheffler is actually, he's all over all of the, the key metrics this week. So he's third in total driving. Now, these, these were taken just before the last week's event, so they might have they might have altered a little bit, but I don't think they've altered much anyway. But he's first in ball striking. He's third in total driving. He's fifth in strokes gained approach. He's first in bogey avoidance, which is a huge stat I think this week because it's a par four with a lot of uh, sorry, a par seventy with a lot of par fours and a lot of lengthy par fours. And as the lads were saying there, it's going to be set up difficulty. There's a quote from Graham McDowell in 2013, and he was just talking about the rough base. The uh, actually I read you out the quote here. 
He says he played nine holes at Oak Hill prepping for next week's PGA Championship. The rough is brutal. Check out the length of this grass just off the 12th green. And he showed a picture and it was just, you know, it was very tall, shall we say. So um, in that, in those kind of conditions, and on par, when there's a lot of par fours, uh, bogey avoidance and a kind of a grinding kind of low scoring event is probably the way it's going to play out. So that's a huge stat this week as well. And another angle to look at bogey avoidance. So, um, yeah, he's kind of been simmer in Sheffield, hasn't he? Since, since he, um, since he won the players really, I suppose. And the masters top 10, RBC heritage top 11. Um, and yeah, just back into it. He could have easily won last week. So it's probably, I wouldn't really call, um, last week's course, a Sheffield course really because it turns out to be a putting contest in the end so but in all for the tough courses he really does stand out in all the the key metric departments and I'd actually have him favourite over Ram this week for me yeah yeah you can never write off Scotty Sheffield no matter what tournament it is he always seems to be bang up there at the top of the leaderboard second in the betting right now is John Rahm he's around 17-2 with SVK now much like Scotty Sheffield his best finish in the PGA was tied fourth although his came back in 2018. However, the 2023 Masters winner remains on the hunt for the clean sweep this season. Marios, can he take another step closer by winning the PGA? I think he can. I think he's got an extremely strong chance this week. Um, like we've mentioned, he's not short on length, so that'll be fine. And when it comes to the, the thick rough and grass that, that Brian mentioned, he's got the strength, the physical strength to dig that out. He's got that shot in him from around 100, 150 yards to get the get the ball close to the hole when he's in trouble, if he's in trouble. And the other thing that I would say with, with Ram is two other things, actually. He's got that killer instinct. Mm -hmm. So when he's in the mix, he's demonstrated this year that, that he can get the job done. Um, and you could almost say that he won the Masters, I would say, sort of easing down, but he won it, he won it quite comfortably. This is going to be a, a different test. Um, and the one thing, the other thing that I would add is when he makes an error, I mean, in years gone by, Ram would throw clubs around and he'd, he'd lose his head. Um, but I think he's he's worked hard on that. And when he does make an error, um, he recovers. And I, I seem to remember, I think he did it in the Masters, I think. Um, when he started with a double or a triple, triple I think, I can't remember. Yeah, um, double at the first and then he recovered and got his round back on track and played himself back into the tournament. So, so Ram's got an extremely good chance. So we've had two pros there, one for Ram, one for Scotty Scheffler. Now third in the market. You're getting a slightly bigger price this time as well about Rory McIlroy. He's 13-1 to 1 with SBK for the PGA Championship. He was eighth for the Masters last month. So you're getting five points bigger for this tournament. And he's got a good resume in the PGA. You know, he's won this twice. He's got five other top 10 finishes. Is this going to be the solid play, Rory McIlroy? Absolutely not. Uh, he's, got, <laughs> he's got no chance. Absolutely zero chance. Um, ben Coley wrote a piece earlier in the week pointing out that, you know, he's a member at Oak Hill, but I'd wager a decent amount of money that Rory McIlroy is a member of most golf courses in the yeah. in the US. You know, I don't, I don't think it matters. Um, Honorary member, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly that. I mean, the, the bottom line is, as I've already said, for any for anyone looking to win a major, you need a recent bank of strong form, mm -hmm. of which he has zilch, um, nothing. And I just couldn't I couldn't be with him at twelves. I couldn't be with him at two hundreds. To be honest with you, just yeah, he's not for me. Um, I get that. Uh, from a course fit point of view, it's long and he hits the thing miles, but yeah, I just, just couldn't be with him at all. Huge negative there for Rory McIlroy if you're trying to play at the uh, reasonable price, I'd say, that is, compared to what we saw in the Masters. So there's a run through of the big three, some confidence uh, behind strong displays from Rahman Scheffler and negative behind Rory McIlroy. But obviously we're not going to stop there. Brian and the office guys both love to find value alternatives, much bigger prices than you're going to get 
for the three favourites. In fact, I've never seen three fellas more desperate to find some value than <laughs> these guys. So check out the next 10 minutes because you're going to find some good bets. Right, Brian, I'm going to go to you first. Please provide your best selections this week. So I think the best value is probably Tony Finno in around 30 to 1. So uh, again, Finno kind of goes under the radar, even when he's playing well. He's he's now eclipsed, so his expected wins is way below what it should have been. It's a new stat that's kind of out. And then a year and a half later, he's he's ahead of what it should be, you know. So it's, he's just proven that the way he wasn't finishing off was really more down to variance than down to bottle or whatever. Which a lot of people are kind of saying, but um, again, I think this course is just absolutely perfect for Finno. If you actually look at his, his recent form too, twenty six thirty one, a win two weeks ago, and then twenty third again, and then is another win earlier in the season too. So in the models that I have, I've, I've plugged that the numbers into the model, and his progressive form rating is nine point five three. So he's one of the, the guys most most trending at the moment upwards. And um, in the course fit model is nine point two two. So if you actually put the two of those together, I haven't done I haven't done enough for the whole field, like, but I'd say he's pretty much top basically if you put the two of them together. And then if you add ability into that, he's you know he's always kind of priced higher than he should be. I feel so if you go to a few of his stats now, so he he he's one who moved a little. He was second in approach last week, but now he's gone up to first. So obviously someone had a bad might have been Sheffield actually. His approach mightn't have been great last week, so he's first now in strokes gained approach. He's thirty uh, first in scrambling. I don't have that as a huge kind of metric this week, but um, but it will be important enough, and especially out of the bunker in which he's eighteenth in sand saves. Actually, so that's another thing I was kind of looking at because there are a lot of deep bunkers around these greens. Bogey avoidance, I said, was a big one. So he's tenth in bogey avoidance. He's nineteenth in proximity, fifteenth in total driving. 10th in ball striking, and he's third overall in strokes gained, tee to green. So, Fino's absolutely taking all the boxes this week for me, and he's a good price on top of that. So, he's probably my best bet in terms of value. Yeah, currently 30 to 1, Tony Fino, as you said. Who else is going to be on your uh, shortlist this week? So, I have Xander Schaffle as well, who's uh, a little bit shorter, I think. He's about 24, something like that, is he? Yeah, 27, 24, I think, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Schaffele again, he's standing out in all the key stats. Even if you go back to last year, he was fourth in ball striking. But uh, if you go to the progressive form, he's actually the top of the tree. He's 10 point out, can't be any better, basically. So, he's the guy probably most in form at the moment. Um, this year, he's sixth in strokes gained approach, uh, sixth in tee to green, 17 in strokes gained pudding, which is an actual improvement, I think. Uh, it's a bit. People are kind of arguing around whether Schaffele is a good puller and or not, but I suppose it depends what kind of stats you're looking at specifically. If you're looking at you know the long putting and the short putting, but he was he, the short putting wasn't so good for me. But now altogether he is 17 strokes gained putting. There's a, he's first in approach from 150 to 175 yards and 12th from 175 to 200 yards, which like the Masters could be a good um a good a good stat to look at this week. Um, around the green, he's, he's quite good. He's 32, he's 32nd in strokes gained around the green, 28th in scrambling. And again, he's 12th, he's 12th in bogey avoidance. So again, if you put all those together with the price, I just think he's, um, he's another good, very, bet, uh, another very good bet this week for me. And then the third one is Patrick Cantley, who again, oh is my 9. God. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can just you can just back them up. Either that, or you don't like them. No. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, but either I just couldn't. I couldn't have them at all. But like, you got yeah, make the case, Brian. Make the case. Yeah, yeah make the case. Yeah, yeah. Nine point eight in progressive form. But here's the one now. Is sometimes he's all over the place with the driver, and especially like he's long. He's deceptively long, and sometimes he's all over the place. But this year, he's actually surprised. It was surprising to me too. But he's eighteenth in driving accuracy. And that means he's actually second in the total driving department. Um, he's 40, 42nd in strokes gained approach, which is he's usually a lot better than that, basically. Ninth in bogey avoidance, 16 strokes gained putting. And um, just as recent for me, even third at the Heritage, 21st Wells Fargo kind of kind of warming up. And But what I said earlier, in, in the, it's the ball strike, you know, third in ball strike. I think, the, I think um, it was Ram Scheffler, and Cantlay are, are three of the top four in ball strikers, which is really, you know, covering all the main stats or key metrics for me this week. So they would be my three. Again, he's, he's a decent price too. He's over 20. I wouldn't take him if he was under 20, but he's over 20, 25-ish again. And they're the three main ones for me. So I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm kind of big at just, if you, just on the second, you might call it the second tier, just underneath the big three. I think the next three guys really have, three or four guys have just as much chance of winning, to be honest. Well, not just as much. But... Yeah, so Patrick Cantlay is, is 26 to 1 currently. One question before I move on to the office guys' selections regarding Patrick Cantlay. Now, you're sat at home, you're watching him play. Are you put off or getting annoyed by the fact he takes 40 minutes to play a shot? Or are you a guy who yes. just wants to see that final leaderboard? No, 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 no. It does my head in, but if I've got money on him, he can take as long as he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. Actually, the, the shuffle on the greens, the Cantley shuffle on the greens. Like, what do they call him? The Iceman. You know, I have to make up a new nickname for him. So, <laughs> I wonder if that might that might work in his favour this week. It's, it's a sort of course that you just want to plot your way round and grind, grind, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? As much as I really dislike Patrick Cantley, like he's a good fit for that for sure. Yeah, I, think, I think what it does too, though, is it puts off his playing competitors. So that's yeah, yeah if he's out in the final group with. with Whatever, Sheffler and Rory, on on the last few, you know, you might just really annoy them. And yeah, and no, another absolutely. thing about Cantley is his, his mentality is really strong. When he gets in yeah. that position, he he really wants to go for the juggler, and he has no fear, no matter who it is. I remember there was one tournament there. I can't remember the course, but um, I think Bryson was up there too. It was a really long course two years ago, something, and he was battling Ram down, and and Thomas was there as well. And, you were looking, if you're looking at the three guys, you'd be thinking it was Ram and Thomas who were trying to beat Cantley, you know what I mean? Like, like he was the number one player. So I think he's really strong when he gets into that position. So, Yeah, mental part is a, a huge factor in golf for sure. And mine completely goes after three holes. Um, Marios, who are you going to be betting this week? Is Cantley going to be in there as Chauflay or are you looking at bigger prices? No, neither of those, actually. The, the, the couple that I picked out, and I picked them out actually last week and the, the prices of have collapsed a little bit. Um, first one is Hatton. Um, I think Hatton is having a really stellar season to date. Um, he's very, very consistent. Um, one of the reasons I've, I've selected Hatton is he goes very, very well on tough courses. Um, he's got a win at Bay Hill, which is not the easiest. Um, he did a third at Wells Fargo this year. Um, current form is very good. I think he got a, a top 10, potentially a top six last night as well. Um, and the thing with Tyrrell is, is he's kind of fearless. So when he comes up against Rahm, um, Scheffler, um, and if he's in the mix, he won't back down. He'll keep going for his shots. Um, he does make errors, um, but I think he, he bounces back. Um, temperament could be an issue. 
Um, it is going to be a test. But I just think, look, if he's going to take inspiration, I think the Brits are having a terrific year this year. Rose won, Wallace has won, um, Fitz won last year at the US Open as well. And I don't think it will be a, an, an unsurprising victory if, if Hatton followed through and got his got his maiden um, major victory. So he's probably my he's probably my my top tip. Um, last week he was sixty six to one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the price is this week. I think it's collapsed a little bit. Fifty five. So it's coming a little bit. So um, he'd be my number one tip. Cool. And where are you going for number two? The other one is um, Jason Day, um, and that's not due to what he did yesterday, uh, which has been a long time coming. Um, I can testify to this, by the way. Marios was absolutely he was he was effusive in his support for Jason Day last week. So, <laughs> so yeah. I've, I've I've had the old golf tipsters week early syndrome this week. Um, um, look, he won yesterday, um, but like I said, it has been coming. Um, he's not short on length. Um, he's got good form all year. Um, his short game is fantastic. So if it comes down to sort of around the green skills, he's terrific. Um, and when he does get his eye in, in terms of um, tournament victories, he can be prolific as well. So um, the fact that he won yesterday, I don't think it will deter him going sort of back to back. Um, I really like Jason Day. Yeah, so Jason Day's 30 to 1. Now, interesting question I've got on the back of that. Um, one word answer from all three of you. If you're tipping a golfer who won last week, are you put off backing them again to go back to back? Adam first. I can't give you one word answer, basically. It's a yes or a no. It's a, it's, yes or a, no. It's a no, but I think Jason Day's the exception. Okay. Maris is obviously... It'd be, it'd be a no. A it'd no. be a no for me. Brian, what about yourself? To be honest, I don't think it makes, it makes a difference. It's just really hard to win a golf tournament. So, you know what I mean? Um, probability is probability. The only thing that can kind of put him is if he's doing a lot of interviews and he's tired and whatever. Of course, if he went out for a few drinks and that kind of thing. But I don't think he'd be doing that to be careful of a major. But in general, I say, you know, if you actually just do the maths on it and we're even like a guy at 30, 30 to 1 and then 30 to 1 again next week, you're talking 1,000 to 1 to win the two tournaments together. So. No, I don't think it makes too much difference, to be honest. It's just really, really hard to win a golf tournament, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a punter's fallacy. I know that people in horse racing, football, etc., know, well, not know, think that uh, teams or an individual cannot go back-to-back, but it's definitely complete rubbish. Talking of individuals going back-to-back, you've tipped up the Masters winner. Can you make it two from what? two in majors this year? What a segue that was. Fantastic. Amazing. Award-winning. Award-winning. Uh, Hit us with your uh, selections, please, Adam. Yeah. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick is, is probably the leading selection. Um he he was so, so frustrating at the beginning of the year. And I was really hopeful that he'd just have a kind of breakout season. Um, but he's turned a corner, won the RBC. Um, and when I watched sort of a course video of the setup this year. Um, I think it was the Fried Egg uh, podcast or YouTube channel that did it. And looking at the holes, it felt like Brookline on steroids. Just a lot longer, obviously. <laughs> but thick, rough, you know, tricky bunkers, um, a massive premium on on uh, on approach and and scrambling from from the sand. This is just like this is Matt's, Matt Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. This is him all over. Um, he's got recent major form T10 at Augusta, which was which was awesome. Um, that's prior to the Heritage. Um, like I say, he's 13th in scrambling from from the thick stuff on tour. He's just for me, he's a he's a good course fit. And again, just just looking at looking at it, it felt like the, the right way to go. Um, the other one, I was going to say from the top of the market, I was stunned that he's available around 40s, is is Max Homer. Um, I think people are, are massively preoccupied with this guy winning the US Open because it's at LACC and it's a, it's a home game. He's a sneakily good course fit um, for Oak Hill. Uh, top 20 in total driving, top 10 in, in strokes gain approach, top 10 in putting. Um, 
and again, a bit like Fitzy, he he had a kind of a few weeks in the in the wilderness. I think people were probably expecting a bit more, um, but he sort of he came back to form at Wells Fargo, finishing eighth. Um, he's definitely failed to live up to his billing at, at majors, and I'll, I'll I'll accept that. But he's going to break through at some point, and for everyone that thinks it's going to be at LACC, you know why not? Why not now? Um, and I've got two for you at, at, at bigger prices and, you know, you can hurl some abuse at me if you want. Um, <laughs> Russell Henley is one. Um, this is mainly built off the fact that he's just got tremendous form at, at Donald Ross courses. Um, not a Wyndham championship goes by at Sedgefield without him sort of being there or thereabouts. He's also got some decent performances at the Detroit in, in the Rocket Mortgage. Um, he's first on tour for driving accuracy. And the guy finished T4 at Augusta, you know, like he's, he's there and he's having a phenomenal season. I mean, it's triple figure price TC. About, yeah, two hundred and thirty to one right now. I think that's a, that's a cracking each way bet. Um, I can see him being being there or thereabouts on Sunday. Um, and the other one, similar sort of line of thinking, got excellent form at Donald Ross courses. Um, he's won a Rocket Mortgage. That's Cam Davis. Um, he's thirteenth on tour for for strokes gain off the tee. Fifteenth in driving distance. Um, you're getting what five hundred? Five hundred. The big five double low. Five hundred to one, right? For a player with those numbers who um, he was T6 of the players and he finished 10th at, at the RBC a few weeks ago. Uh, that's bonkers. I think you've, you've got to be on board at that price. Yeah, so quick recap there of prices. Matt Fitzpatrick, 35s. Max Homer's 50s currently with us. Wow. Big price. Uh, Russell Henley, 230 to 1. And Cam Davis at a whopping 500 to 1. Now, we've covered virtually every golfer in this year's PGA Championship. So uh, hopefully you've got a few pointers <laughs> along the way. Um, it's been a bit of an in-depth preview so far. There are still a couple of bets to come, and we'll come to those very shortly. But before we do, I'm just going to chuck Jordan Spieth's name out there because I've made a loyalty bet with myself that I'm going to back him in every single major this year. Hopefully, he'll win one of them, but I'll also back him in top five and top ten as well. He's a guy I just love to watch. Uh, he's got all the talent in the world. Yes, he can be a bit wayward, but you know he's a fair price, and Spieth is my guy, so I'm going to stick with him. As I've said before in the Masters pod, I am not the sharpest golf mind here, I have to say, but... Jordan Spieth is my, my guy. Spieth was actually big time on my radar too until he went out and with the wrist injury last week. And again, it wasn't in the stats. It was more from what I was seeing at, at the RBC Heritage, which is the tightest course on tour, basically. And he was driving it brilliantly and he was playing strategically. He was using left and driver when, when he needed to. And his caddy was getting involved in that. And we, we all know what he's like from, you know, just persist, persistency and coming back from nowhere and grind, grinding is the word. Yeah. So, and uh, but I was actually thinking with the, with the injury that he was going to drift and he is, I'm, I'm watching the market. He's, he's really drifting at the moment. So the bigger he gets, he, he's kind of, he's probably going to be a guy I'll get on uh, towards the end of the week, maybe just uh, especially on the exchange. He's just going to drift and drift. So he's definitely one on my radar too. Yeah. Just to add to that, Given the new structure on the PGA Tour this year, where there are sort of fines imposed for not turning up at certain events, you might not want to read too much into that wrist injury. No, that's what I was thinking yeah. as well. Exactly. You never know with Jordan in general, do you? You never know. He's a guy that could one day turn up and shoot a uh, 59 or a 60, and the next day turn up and shoot 74. But hopefully it's more the 59s this week. But, yeah. but you know, you just know any, when anytime anything like that comes out, you just see it in the market, just like straight away, yeah. it just goes up, you know? So I'm like, yeah. very nice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's all about value, as we talk about on every one of our podcasts at SBK. Right, I'm going to chuck a few minor markets out there. Uh, first round leader, top in region, top debutant. Guys, have you got any selections? We'll start with you, Adam. Uh, I suppose we, we should talk about first round leader just purely. I mean, we haven't seen the draw, right, first off, so can't offer, offer any selections up. But looking at the weather forecast, um, it looks very, very cold on Thursday. 
Um, and given how, how long the course is, I, I wouldn't want to be with anyone um, drawn early. Uh, so look at the afternoon wave on Thursday. Uh, Friday, Friday's weather looks fine. Saturday, there's, there's rain coming. So yeah, that, that, that afternoon wave, I think, is probably the way to, to play the FRL. Um, I've got two top debutant market. I think Taylor Moore's a cracking bet. He's got, got um, great course form around Donald, Donald Ross uh, courses. He's been in great form since winning the Valspar. He's been 12th on tour in putting, 16th for scrambling, um, which is obviously going to be massively important given, given the setup of the rough this week um, and the state of some of those, those renovated bunkers. Um, and the other one I like is probably in the, the top South Korean market, which will just be Tom Kim versus uh, Sung Jae Im. I'm with Tom Kim all day long. Uh, Sung Jae took a, a bit of a weird trip to back to South Korea last week to go and win a tournament there. Um, I wouldn't fancy the kind of sharp turnaround on a flight back to to New York after that. So uh, I think whatever price Tom Kim is there, you, you have all of that. He's also got some fantastic form at, at, at Donald Ross courses um, at Wyndham specifically. So. So, yeah. Yeah, a few pointers there for first round leader and top South Korean. Just to mix those together last week, Adam did back Sung Yong No uh, in the ATT Byron Nelson, who did uh, manage to get first round lead. However, first unfortunately, round leader, yeah, yeah, he fell through the back of the TV and eventually finished high 74. So, make that what you will. Um, Marios, do you have any minor market bets? Um, the only one that I would say, just following on from the, the weather angle that, that Adam touched on, and similar to what I think Brian raised at, at the Masters, it's going to be extremely cold. In mornings, I think there's reports that it could be something like 10 degrees, mm -hmm. 12 degrees or something in the mornings. And maybe some of the, the bookies that put up sort of first round scores, maybe going on the overs, mm -hmm. depending on the draw. Um, first couple of days could be could be some value there. Um, scoring would be better in the afternoons, probably not by much. Um, but the mornings will be, I think, will be a tough test. Yeah, Brian, when we when we did the Masters uh, pod, you did mention this, that you were playing some um, Ackers with uh, first round scores. You post yeah. them all over your Twitter as well, and they were pretty successful, weren't they? Yeah, I think 20 out of 25 won or something like that. So, and they were all averaging around even. So, yeah, they they had the, they actually did set their lines probably on average 1.2 shots too high. And that was all just to do with the, the lack of wind and the soft conditions. So, they based the prices on, you know, fast and firm conditions from the previous. And, yeah, I thought I did, there was 30 matches. I picked 25 of them and 20 of them, or 21 of them even won. So, yeah, there's about a 66% return on investment on that. So, there's always angles like that you can look for, yeah. Are you going to be playing those markets this week? And if not, or if you are, are you, what other minor market bets do you have for yeah, us? I haven't, I haven't really looked at any of that yet. I'll probably do a bit of that this week. But um, just for in general, for if you want to look at like top live guys or first round leader, high prices or, um, you know, sort of top 20s or stuff like that. I was, so Brandon Steele is one I mentioned early. So he's always someone that comes to my mind on what I call like total driving courses. I actually call him the a poor man's Keegan Bradley. If you actually... If you look at their two kind of records on all the courses, they're, they're quite similar. They look similar. They play similar. And he's a huge odds this week. And I was just looking at him there on the, um, he's kind of simmering since he went to live. But before he went there, he was, or last year he was eighth in ball striking. He was, I think he's 11th in total driving this year before, before he went to live. So there you go to the, the, the total driving stat again there. He's, he has a sort of, um, He's well known for starting fast and going low. I, I don't know how many FRLs he has, but it's quite a few or quite a few places as well. And he actually had a top 10 in the PGA Championship last year. So I think he could be one to look at again. I haven't looked at the draw myself this year or this, this week. So I usually kind of, kind of wait a little. I like to wait till Tuesday or Wednesday to see the weather forecast. And But he's definitely one I might get inside in some of the sub-markets. And then another one, 
outright and in kind of submarkets would be Adam Scott. Again, none of the stats really point for everything, but just if you go, if you look at um, Riviera would be the best uh, kind of course to look at this for Adam Scott. So it's, I call it like a kind of grand national course where Tita Green play just wears everyone down and the over four rounds and the more rounds he plays, if you had him for 10 rounds, let's say against an elite field at Riviera, he probably destroyed them a lot of the time. And I think this is a similar kind of setup. And just watching them last week, and I think they said something about he, he still wanted to put it up to the, the young guys and show them how to play. And the stats, the stats last week were good, obviously. His recent form is quite good. So he's, he's tied eight to Byron Nelson. He was fifth at the Wells Fargo. So that's a big one if you're, if you're top five in that kind of field. And he hasn't really got a finish worse than 40th in his last handful of events. So... Yeah, I think Scott could be really one to watch and, and off the radar kind of one to watch as well in various markets this week, even if you want to go top Aussie. I haven't seen the prices for that, but he probably wouldn't be favoured in that. And there's a fair few Aussies now, so yeah, it might be something to worth, uh, worth looking at as well, yeah. Superb stuff. Thank you very much, Brian. Now, if we're not celebrating a winner by the end of the PGA Championship, then something's gone extremely wrong, given we put up virtually every... Exactly, uh, we <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly that. But I'm sure we will be celebrating lots of success. Now, before we head off, a reminder of SBK's brilliant PGA Championship offer. Money back as a free bet up to £10 if John Rahm, Rory McIlroy or Scotty Scheffler wins the PGA Championship this week. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe down below. We'll be back for the US Open. Uh, and be open as well later in the season. Best of luck with all your bets at home and the office guys and to you as well, Brian. Enjoy the PJ Championship. Until then.